Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Will it be Christy Nome? Will it be Tim Scott? Who knows? But one thing is clear, former President Donald Trump named both of them as maybe good presidents. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. The border bill battle is intensifying before our eyes. But it's dead in arrival in the House. But it's not dead in arrival, period, because I'm telling you some iteration of this creature is going to come out in some way, shape, or form, and Ukraine will get the money because at the end of the day, that's what the Uniparty wants, and that's what's all but going to happen. Sadly, we'll continue to do everything we possibly can to push back on this bill. Senator Lankford said uh, he was told, don't do anything that helps Biden, but this bill completely helps Biden, and it, it really, I think, is a disaster. Trump has come out against it. Conservatives have come out against it. It's a bad bill. It is a bad bill. And yet, I fear we're getting very close to the finish line where some version of this Frankenstein monster is going to ultimately be what we we end up with. But the big story of the day today is Donald Trump went on Maria Bartiromo's Sunday Future show, and he named two names that he thinks could be good potential running mates. And I'm wondering if you agree. That is the big story of the day today. It's brought to you by our buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for that perfect smile that you deserve. VenariaDental.com. Great guy, great dentist, the master of dental implants, truly. So, first of all, there was a rumor for a while that Trump reached out to RFK Jr. about being his VP. That didn't pass my smell test when I heard it. I didn't believe that. I also think Trump is going to pick somebody who has experience governing, who will give... I think the, the whoever the running mate is, is going to also matter in this election. You know, they typically say that the running mate doesn't matter, but I think when you're dealing with a guy who's over 80, a guy who's close to 80, I think it does matter. I think it's, I think it's going to matter in a way this time around that it typically doesn't. And so I, I, I think that's not lost on Trump as he thinks about that. He would want to give a, a, a measure of peace to people and calm to people that, you know, if something were to happen, this is a person that could step in. Now, this may be one of Trump's classic distractions where he names names that he never intends to pick. But I don't know. I see Christy Nome on TV a lot. 
I see her saying a lot of very courageous things. I also see Tim Scott being a guy that's uh, been very, very stand-up to Trump throughout this whole thing. So maybe he is really considering both of them. Who knows? Only one person knows, and that's Donald Trump. And it could change many, many times before that person's announced. Anyway, here's what he said over the weekend, cut number five. When will you announce who your VP is? Not for a while. I mean, I have, we have so many great people in the Republican Party, but not for a while. Well, what criteria are you using to identify who your running mate is? Always it's got to be one thing. It's got to be who would be a good president. I mean, you always have to think that because, you know, in case of emergency, things happen, right? No matter who you are, things happen. It's got to be number one. Who is your running mate? Well, I have a lot of good people. We have a lot of really good people. So you haven't decided who it is? I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't. And there's no reason so to do that So you haven't told that person, you're my person. I, I speak to everybody. I speak to everybody. You know, I called Tim Scott this, so because a lot of people like Tim Scott. I called him and I said, you're a much better candidate that, for me than you are for yourself. When I watched Tim, he was fine. He was good, but he was very low-key, et cetera, et cetera. I watched him in the last week defending me and sticking up for me and fighting for me. I said, man, I said, you're a much better person for me than you are for yourself because for himself he was low-key for me he's been he's been a real tiger he's been incredible and others have too uh, so maybe it's tim scott well it could be it could be a lot of people but it was interesting i was watching tim i've been watching you know for a while i watched him campaign as a candidate but i watched him over the last two weeks uh, as you know he endorsed me fully endorsed me gave me a beautiful endorsement and he has been really strong in terms of that. No, but that has nothing to do. I don't want anybody to take even any inference, but it's incredible. Uh, Christy Noem has been incredible fighting for me. She said, I'd never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. What was it's the story that your team reached out to RFK Jr.? Did it's you? a false story, no. It's a false you story. never reached you know out what? to RFK Jr.? I like Jr.? him a lot. Nope, never, never happened. Never happened. Never happened. So there you go. Uh, Christy Nome also spoke with Maria Bartiromo about a number of different things, and she warned Joe Biden on federalizing the National Guard. She warned him on doing this. And you know what? I'm glad, too, because I've said that that would be a disaster uh, for the country. But actually, the only reason why I kind of sort of want it to happen is because I know it would be a bigger political disaster for Joe Biden if he were to do that. But this is what Governor Nome said over the weekend, cut 15. President Trump just told me a moment ago he does believe that these military aged men who are showing up at the southern border from China are being directed by the Communist Party. Is that what you're saying as well? Absolutely. I was down there a few days ago, Maria. And remember, three years ago, I was the very first governor in this country to send my National Guard to the to the southern border because I believe it is a war zone. Uh, but when I was down there just a few days ago, um, the vast majority of people I saw crossing the border at that point in time was military-aged men. And the reason that the federal government went after Texas was because they'd actually figured out a way to put up the razor wire that was impenetrable, that people could not get through. They said even those able-bodied, military-aged men could not get through the barrier at that point. And it was so effective that that's when the federal government came after Texas to take it down. So uh, we're deploying all of our resources that we have to support Texas. And remember, Democrats have been encouraging this president. They've been encouraging President Biden to come after our state's rights. They've been talking about federalizing our National Guard, which would be the first time in American history that we would have a president that would pay soldiers to stand down, to actually not protect America. Uh, and if he's willing to do that and to take away my authority as governor, as commander in chief of those National Guard, boy, we do have a war on our hands. Wow. 
That is the question, though, of course, the uh, the Chinese Communist Party directing the flow of Chinese nationals to the United States. Well, in that interview that he, that Trump gave with uh, Maria Bartiromo, he says he, he believes we're going to have a terrorist attack if this continues. I mean, you see, I mean, 60 Minutes over the weekend, they, they were showing this, too. You know, the far right wing 60 Minutes showing how Chinese migrants are getting through the southern border. So, I mean, China hates us. They're not our friend. Stop. Stop pretending like they are. They hate us. No doubt in my mind about it. And why why are so many Chinese nationals coming all the way around the world to sneak into the United States of America? Really, it's for a better life. There's nowhere else. There's nowhere else between here and China. Stop. Stop. Cut 16. World. I understand. I'm told that the Chinese are paying $35,000 a head, $50,000 a head to come to the uh, southern border. They're paying the drug cartels this money. The number of Chinese nationals, and they are military-aged men, you're right, uh, up 1,100% year over year. Are they being directed by the Communist Party to come here? I believe so. I believe so. And I believe we're going to have a terrorist attack 100%. 100%. You know, during my term, I had no terrorist attacks. You know that, right? So they'll be saboteurs? What are they? I had all sorts of bans on people from certain countries. I had bans all over the place. We had no attack. I had nothing in the world. I understand. Now, uh, do you think Trump would pick either Tim Scott or Christy Noem? Let me know. 855-839-1210 or on Twitter at Rich Zioli doing our check-in on social media. Uh, Old Man Dudley says neither one. Newman Price says, Rich, I think Tim Scott is a great guy, but I think he got a little too hokey with some of his comments after suspending his campaign. Unfortunately, I think he blew it. Tom Tartaglia says, Tim Scott. He thinks it will be Tim Scott as the guy. And um, a couple other people say, neither of the above. What do you think? That check-in on social media brought to you by our friends at Cherry Hill Vavo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships matter. The question, of course, of how much all this foreign policy plays into things. You know, that NBC News poll was disastrous for Joe Biden. It really is. It's disastrous. And the thing about it is that it's, it's, it's like poll after poll showing this. So it's not, these things are not outliers. These things are really the trend. It's trending very, very badly for Joe Biden in every single shape and form. And a big part of this was, um, you know, the fact that 60% disapprove of Biden's handling of foreign policy. Kristen Welker, the host of Meet the Press, had on the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. We, you notice we have not heard from Biden. Not, not at all. We have not heard from Biden. Not one thing. The guy's running for president, allegedly. He's in campaign mode, allegedly. He's the commander-in-chief, allegedly. And he has yet to come out and say anything. We've launched these, we launched these strikes on Friday. They have not accomplished a damn thing. And we blew up some warehouses. We, we've achieved nothing here. But regardless of the fact, the commander-in-chief has yet to say a word about any of this. So as usual, we got to turn to acting president John Kirby. We got to turn to Jake Sullivan. We got to turn to all these people to get the information about what's happening because the president of the United States is saying nothing. Now, I don't understand politically how that's possible. I, politically speaking, I don't understand how that's possible. Because if nothing else, here's a moment for the commander-in-chief to come out and sound like the commander-in-chief. Reassure the country, tell them that I'm not going to get you into World War III, but this is how we're going to stop it, and have a very presidential moment. Instead, we get the spokespeople on TV, but the spokespeople are not running for president. You know, last time I checked, Jake Sullivan is not on the ballot. Last time I checked, John Kirby is not on the ballot. So what does that tell you? Is it just that Biden's lazy? Well, yeah, Biden's lazy. We know that. Of course, it's he's lazy. No question about that. But then the other thing is that they know that Biden can't handle questions on this. 
Do you realize Biden just turned down doing the, uh, again, for the second year in a row, the halftime interview during the Super Bowl with Nora O'Donnell? Now, Nora O'Donnell is a very friendly person to the Democrat Party. Biden should have nothing to fear, but she does ask some tough questions from time to time. She wants to at least show people that she would ask some tough questions. But even if they gave the questions in advance, which I'm sure they'd be more than happy to do, Biden's still not doing it. Now, think about this now. Companies will pay $7 million for a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl. The president, who's up for re-election, if his campaign wanted to put out a campaign commercial during the Super Bowl, it would cost them anywhere from 5 to $10 million, depending on how long it is. So here's free advertising. Here's, here's the chance for the president during the halftime show to go on national television. Now, granted, I know a lot of people during the halftime show, they, don't, they check out. They don't really watch these political interviews. Maybe they, they have no interest in them. But a couple clips go viral here and there. A couple people tune in here and there. You never know. The point is, why would you give that up? Why would you give up that free advertising platform? You're running for re-election. It's a friggin' Super Bowl. It's the, it's the biggest show in the world. It is the highest dollar advertising venue, in, period. And you got a free opportunity to sit down with, with, the, with the sponsor, with the, uh, the freaking network that's airing it, and have a halftime interview, and you're saying no. Again, that makes no sense. But it does make sense if you think that, that Joe Biden can't handle questions. It does make sense if you realize that Joe Biden cannot speak on his feet. He can barely read on his feet. I mean, honestly, when they turn that teleprompter up, so many times everybody's just wishing that they would just flip it around, let us read whatever is written for him on that teleprompter, and call it a day. This way we don't have to stand there or sit there and watch him stumble his way through it and yell and whisper and yell and whisper. and It's just nauseating to listen to. But think about it. You're the Democrat Party. You, you don't, you're hiding the commander-in-chief. You've taken military action uh, against our so-called enemies in the Middle East. You, you've taken this, this, this action to save American lives and get revenge for the three American soldiers who were killed in Jordan. You're doing all this commander-in-chief hidden. The guy's running for re-election. You, you have an opportunity to get him in front of potentially now millions of voters, and you're hiding him because the guy is hiding his own Easter eggs, and he cannot speak. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's no other reason for that. So again, we have to turn to people like Jake Sullivan, who's not on the ballot, who's not running for re-election, and who's not the commander-in-chief. Cut 19. Okay, let me ask you finally, Jake. Our new NBC News poll, which we were just discussing, found only 29% approve of President Biden's handling of the war in Gaza, 60% disapprove of his handling of foreign policy overall. Should the president be factoring the public's disapproval into his foreign policy decisions? Well, I can't speak for the American people, but I can speak for the president. And the president every day is working tirelessly uh, to deal with the threats and challenges we face in the Middle East. Tirelessly. He's working tirelessly. Well, then why does he come out and say anything like that? Why does he come out and say it? Now, the administration, you know and I know, we did, in fact, telegraph what where all the attacks were going to be. Of course, it was all telegraphed. It was staged. It was a show. The whole thing has been a show. The whole thing is a show. But the only thing you're not getting is the political benefit of having a show where you've got the commander in chief out there actually speaking and getting whatever credit you would get in a situation like this. Because typically this is the kind of stuff that makes someone look presidential, especially a guy who's got a 65 percent disapproval rating and we're over 65 percent disapproval of his handling of foreign policy matters. 
So you have this golden opportunity here to come out and sound like the commander-in-chief. Whether you agree with the missile strikes or not, it's still an opportunity for him to come out and sound presidential. And they're not doing that. So Jake Sullivan, again, who's not on the ballot and who's not running for re-election and who is not the Democrat nominee, he's got to come out and say, no, 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 this wasn't telegraphed. That's ridiculous. What a ridiculous notion that is. Cut 20. Those responsible accountable. There are reportedly civilian casualties in Iraq and in Syria as a result of these strikes. Uh, does the U.S. assess that any of those hit in these strikes were actually Iranian Al-Quds Force personnel? Or did the fact that this was so telegraphed in advance give those personnel time to go to ground? Well, first of all, Margaret, on the telegraphed point, President Biden has been saying for months that he would respond to attacks. We have responded to previous attacks. Mm -hmm. And when three service members were killed, of course, Iran knew that the United States would respond. So the idea that somehow this was telegraphed, uh, I think, is a bit more of a political talking point than, uh, than a reality. Secondly, the targets that we hit, we believe with conviction, were valid military targets. They were ammunition depots and command and control centers. They were the instruments that Iranian-backed Shia militia groups were using to attack American forces. We are looking at uh, the casualties, who precisely was killed. I don't have anything to report to you this morning publicly on that, uh, but we will continue to make our assessments. But no one, for example, in IRGC leadership, in Iranian leadership, no one of significance was targeted. As I said, uh, we are continuing to assess the battle damage, and uh, when we are prepared to share that publicly, we'll do so. I am not prepared to do that with you today. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Not, not prepared. Not prepared. Of course they were telegraphed. Everybody knows they were telegraphed. Give me a break. We all knew that. The whole thing's a joke. The whole thing is a show. Then fine. You know, whatever. I don't care. I just, all I care about is knowing if the commander-in-chief is even alive. That's all I, I mean. Is he even alive? Is he, has anyone seen him? If he sees his shadow, do we have six more weeks of bombing Iran? Would we bomb Iran? Could we bomb, could, would, is, it, is it conceivable that we could strike inside Iran, inside the Islamic Republic of, of Iran? And what would that mean? Is that something that's on the table? Well, again, not running for president, not on the ballot, not up for re-election, not the commander-in-chief. Jake Sullivan doesn't rule it out. And here's the other thing, too, about this. This is a remarkable foreign policy statement to make from somebody who's not the commander in chief. Because the one thing I think a lot of people are wondering right now is, are we going to have World War Three here? I mean, is this going to is this going to lead to a massive war in the Middle East? Is this going to lead to a war with Iran? And then the question becomes, what are the implications of that? So this is kind of a big policy statement to make, in my opinion, from the national security advisor and not the commander in chief. But again, the commander-in-chief does not have the capacity to be able to sit down with Margaret Brennan, even though she's a friendly face, and have this conversation. Sad, really. Cut 21. Have you ruled out strikes inside Iran? Well, sitting here today on a national news program, I'm not going to get into what we've ruled in and ruled out from the point of view of military action. What I will say is that the president is determined to respond forcefully to attacks on our people. The president also is not looking for a wider war in the Middle East. But is it off the table? Are strikes inside Iran off the table? Uh, again, Kristen, 
sitting here on television, it would not be wise for me uh, to talk about what we're ruling in and ruling out. So you're not ruling it out? I'll just say the same thing one more time, which is I'm not going to get into what's on the table and off the table when it comes to the American response. I'm sure Iran is shaking in its boots right now and thinking to itself, man, we better not do anything to tick off the United States of America. I'm sure after that, that that powerful performance by Jake Sullivan, I'm sure Iran is quaking. So this is the thing. I mean, you you, you have an unpopular president deeply unpopular president, losing black, hemorrhaging black support, hemorrhaging Hispanic support, a border that is freaking wide open and an invasion that is not going to be stopped by this bill, not any way, shape or form. You've lost Killer Mike. You've lost Snoop Dogg. You've lost Michael Rappaport, who's an actor that hated Trump's guts. And the guy can't even come out and look presidential in the middle of strikes in the Middle East. This is such a disaster for these people. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. Uh, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. we got a lot to chat about today. It's a busy afternoon, as you can imagine. And when we get back, I'll uh, play a little killer mic for you as he refused to endorse Biden. And what did the actor Michael Rappaport say about Trump? So much to come. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. You got my killer mic ready? Matt the Sanctitraterist. He is ready to go. He's censored and ready to go. Killer Mike, censored and ready to go, and then arrested at the Grammys last night on his way out the door. So I'm just saying, he said this to Bill Maher Friday night. Last time was the Grammys. He won Best Rap Artist of the Year, correct, Henry? Is that right? Yeah. You know, I'd never heard of the guy until last night. So. You never heard of Killer Mike? How come I've, I've heard of Killer Mike and you haven't? I don't know. What, what has he done? He's a he's a rap artist. Right. He's, what's, he's, what's a, he's name, a legendary what, rap icon. What's one song? It's a monster from Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> what? No, I mean, I, I guess I don't really keep up with rap that much anymore, but I'd never heard of the guy until last night. And there were other albums, like, out there this year. Like, uh, 
Metro Boom, and I thought his album would win, but eh, I guess not. Hmm. Guess you're not on the pulse of rap and hip hop, huh? I guess not. Guess not. Well, Killer Mike was taken in handcuffs after he won three Grammys last night. He won three Grammys, including for that one song that he did in that one. So, <laughs> and then he got arrested. He had a busy evening. He swept. He swept last night at the Grammys. I think he also assaulted a security officer, uh, if the reports are correct. That is what the allegation is. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what he was arrested for. He won Best Rap Song for that one that I mentioned, Best Rap Performance for that one that I mentioned, and Best Rap Album for the rap album I told you about. <laughs> so, Of course. Uh, but so Friday night, he made this comment with Bill Maher on Real Time, HBO. Take a listen. What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean, Biden and Trump, are you just depressed about that as most people, my, as a choice? My, my feeling is pick your policy, not your person. Find out. This is, this is not the Dallas Cowboys versus your favorite team. This is, this is the policies that will affect our generations for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come. So close your eyes, listen to the policies that are being pushed, and... and Pay attention even to the people who don't have a chance of winning because they're going to say policies you may want to push. And I would say do that, but make it policy based. Make so, it policy-based. so that means, therefore, that means I'm, I'm for black people and happy black history. Month. But you're not you're not saying one candidate over the other. Hey, man, don't get me in no trouble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's your job with me to my, get me in trouble. My grandfather gave me some stellar advice sometimes. He said, son, sometimes well, you just got to know to stay out of white folks' business. And well, <laughs> this, well, this, this time, I'm going to keep my mouth closed. I, I still like the policy that the old man had that I was supporting. I would encourage people to find who's supporting that policy and, and see what But happens. you can't get yourself to say vote for Biden over Trump? You, you want me to list it now, so now, now I'm, we I'm gotta, just saying that... Can, that's, can that's, he get himself to apologize for the crime bill? Can he get, can he get himself oh, to get his head out of his oh, ass and say, black people, you, you are black regardless. I need you to tell me what I need to do. Can he pick a coalition of former people who are affected by drug laws, street gangs, recidivism and crime and say, I need you as a board to advise me how to fix federal prisons? If he can do that, absolutely I can. So my challenge is out. Whoa. Um, why not just say you're backing Biden because he doesn't want to because he knows a lot of people who are black don't like Biden. Apparently, he's a big Bernie guy, but Bernie's not running. So anyway, I found that interesting. Uh, actor Michael Rappaport. Are you familiar with his work, Henry? Yeah, he's seen in a couple things. Yeah. Comedian, actor. Uh, one of the top 10, I'd say one of the top 10 Trump haters in the last several years, I think probably out there wouldn't you say matt he's definitely up there yeah, in terms of trump haters it seemed like in 2020 he was posting some like unhinged anti-trump video once a week that seemingly went viral and that was i mean like big time dropping f-bombs trump you like i mean compared him to hit like crazy right <laughs> oh yeah i mean he's off his rocker all right so now he's apparently back on his rocker because he's now <laughs> coming out and saying this. Take a listen. This is why when I say voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table. Voting for pig Donald Trump is on the table. The other day in New York City, six illegal aliens 
jumped a New York City cop, NYPD's finest. They jumped a New York City cop in Times Square and were arrested and released without bail. I know it's a city thing. I know it's a state thing. I know all that. I know all that. I know all that. Okay? Stay with me. Released without bail. Came out of the courtroom on some Tupac raising the middle finger with the Detroit Red Wings jersey. Let me tell you something. What the f*** is the world coming to? If you could be from another country, beat up a cop in New York City and walk out with no f bail, what the f*** is the world coming to? What the f*** is the world coming to? I know Mayor Adams, you're from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I know this What the f*** have I gotten myself into? Well, you got yourself into the Democrat Party, pal. But hey, it might be a welcome to the party, pal, moment for Michael Rappaport, since he says Trump is on the table. So, just saying, you know. Just throwing it out there. Just pointing it out. Not saying he will, but he's certainly not saying he's not, which I think is relevant. And then, of course, Snoop Dogg got a Trump tattoo on his leg. Is that, is that, has that been confirmed? <laughs> I didn't hear. This is news to me. I, know I was told that he got Snoop Snoop Dogg got a Trump tattoo. <laughs> I know last week he refused to bash Trump during an interview, which was a, a major leap forward for him because, uh, as you'll recall, I think in 2020 um, or maybe before 2018, 2019, while Trump was president, he released that music video where he like mockingly shot Donald Trump in the head. Um, so <laughs> it's quite a quite a turnaround for him. Now, I did see this, though. Maybe it was a different rapper, but there was a, uh, I, I guess uh, there was a, another rapper who put a, a Trump mugshot tattoo on his leg. Who was that? That wasn't, that was Little Pimp. <laughs> little Pump, I think. Little Pump. Yeah, yeah not Little oh. Pimp. That's a different guy. <laughs> that guy. Little Pump. He's Team MAGA forever. The Gucci gang rapper and devoted follower of former President Trump got a, that's what it is. He got the Trump uh, mugshot tattooed on his leg. <laughs> You go that guy. Not not a fan of Little Pump. No, not at all. I wouldn't know Little Pump if he walked in and punched me in the face. I, I oh, have you no would. idea who he is. You you wouldn't. He's got a very uh, unique look. I'm trying. The to look, look I can see. You're right. Now that I've looked at his picture, but yeah. I don't know his music or anything like that. No. No, you just named like the one song, and it's <laughs> one of the most annoying songs of all time. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to pull up his picture now, but Odyssey's internet just died, so that's... Oh, sho shocking! Everything here usually works so well. Yeah, I was having weird. problems last night streaming with Rooney. Everything Shame. here dies. <laughs> well, that's a good reminder to tell you to listen for free on the Odyssey app. I have it in my show notes. I have to mention that. <laughs> you so. were supposed to mention that starting last week, and I, oh. I, I don't know if you actually did. But Please listen on the free... <laughs> Odyssey app. There we go. Now Greg will be happy. Anytime you like. <laughs> You'll never, ever have to restart it either. <laughs> never. <laughs> Works every time. Hey, the internet's back. That's good. Hey, look at that. Yeah, it's fixed. You can stream the show on Odyssey. You can listen to the podcast. You can uh, go hit the uh, rewind. You're like, wait, what, what did Rich just say? You can hit the rewind. Find out. Only on the Odyssey app. And it'll, it'll work most of the time. Most of the time, it works. No, I think it's 90% of the time, it works 30% of the time. What's the line <laughs> yeah. from Anchorman? 
Uh, Do you remember? It was it was about the cologne, right? What is it? It's something like ninety percent of the time it works, thirty percent of the time, or something. Yeah, something like uh, that. I think it's sixty percent of the time it works every every time. <laughs> so, so, it was something like that. Yeah, his Black Panther cologne or whatever it was, <laughs> hideous cologne. Uh, yeah, it'll smell really good too. It'll smell really good. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, our buddy, Dr. Coates, Dr. Victoria Coates, who was on the show with us Friday as the United States started launching strikes in the Middle East. She was just on with Maria Bartiromo a short time ago. She was talking about the border deal that is um, a terrible border deal, obviously. And this is what she said. Take a listen. We don't know who's coming in, who's already here, how we might get them out. I think the president's supplemental request that finally dropped yesterday is a disgrace along these lines. It does nothing but codify uh, Biden's failed border policies. It's only going to encourage more mass migration. I think that all conservatives, as President Trump said, need to oppose this thing from the get-go and ensure that if we do go forward with any agreement, it will actually exercise Biden's existing authorities to close down the border. Kat Kamak, who's a Republican member of Congress, she always is. Uh, she always sounds pretty good on stuff like this. She was on with Harris Faulkner today, uh, a little bit earlier before the show came on. Cut 14. I, I am absolutely shocked that anyone is even considering this garbage package. And as you mentioned, Biden is going to be putting more pressure on the Senate and the House, really going to the American people, trying to sell this knockoff of a border deal. It's like they were trying to sell us on Gucci, but really it's the package that the guy around the corner in the alley pulled out of his trunk. That is basically the equivalent of what this border bill is. But fear, fear not. He certainly is going to be going to TikTok to get his talking points. This is not a border security package. This is a Ukraine package. This is aid for Palestinians package. This is uh, assistance to Arab partners package. This is not border security. This is a way for them to parole people into the United States faster. You are not securing the border in this package, and we would do well not to lie to the American people and try to sell them on that. They already are pissed. We need to make sure that they understand that this is not a border security package because they know that it's not. They can read. We all can read. It's in black and white. This is not border security. You know, over- so you're right. It's not border security. Now we're handing out $60 billion for Ukraine. But listen, we haven't had a good uh, a good 1930s reference in a while. We haven't had anyone bring up Hitler or anything like that in, in quite some time. It's been five, ten minutes. So with that <laughs> said, and then <laughs> this is kind of painful to listen to, but Senator Chuck Schumer did just that. So thank God we got a 1930s reference because I was worried that we were going to go all Monday without it. Uh, Cut 12. If it passes the Senate, there are a large number of congressmen in the House. First, there's a big group of hawks in the middle, and they care about funding Ukraine. They always have. And uh, the strategy of Johnson is right now do nothing. Uh, There's a large number of pro-Israel people. They care about that. Then there's a large number of of, of progressive legislators, I'm included, who want to see that Gaza, the people in Gaza, don't starve, and we get that aid to them. Um, Plus, there are some who care about Taiwan, and there's money there to bolster us against China's aggression there. You know, we're in an aggressive world, and we've got a lot of dictators linking up Russia, China, Iran, if we don't defend ourselves, we don't want this to be like 1938. 
Oh, thank goodness. I was worried, Matt. I was going to have to go the whole friggin' day without a 1930s or the Hitler, Hitler, something. You know what I mean? I, we've gone a while without a Hitler reference. You're right. It's, it's, it's been at least, I don't know, one show. Yeah. I don't think we got one on Friday. Yeah, I think we might have had one Thursday or Wednesday. I think I think there was one, but uh, Ann Coulter, uh, I don't look at her tweets anymore, but I think Ann Coulter compared Trump to Hitler today. <laughs> A lot of times I don't even pull the audio because it's just so repetitive. It's like the same thing, the same talking point over and over and over again. This yeah. one, I thought since it, you know, related to the border bill, it was worth adding to the cut sheet. No, I think it's good. I think it's excellent. Let's 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 invoke the 1930s uh, <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> I like it. And um, also, Joe Biden, what's that? I was, was going to say also, it's worth noting in that interview, I didn't grab this portion of it. Um, it, it was pr- a pretty long interview that Schumer did. Um, he said he's not confident that it'll pass in the Senate. He said he's hopeful the border bill will pass in the Senate. Oh, he's hopeful so it it'll may not, pass in yeah, the Senate. It may, not even, yeah, it may not even matter whether or not the House puts it to a vote. Well, the problem, though, is you've got senators like Kirsten Sinema who like it. Which is surprising. Although, Cinema is basically, I mean, cooked. Uh, she doesn't seem to have any pathway to re-election at this point. She's not raising very many funds for her campaign. She hasn't announced officially that she is running. And every poll I've seen, she's actually in third place running as an independent um, against the Republican and the Democrat. So, I, I, yeah, I, she's a, a wild card at this point. Oh, she's wild. And I think she likes <laughs> being in third place, if you know what I mean. <laughs> She, <laughs> she she does like the ladies and the guys. She does. And Bernie loves her because she's truly bipartisan. <laughs> That's why Bernie Sanders loves Kirsten Cinema. Because she's truly bipartisan. I think Bernie's got a little crush on her. Uh, Just saying. <laughs> but she likes it. She likes the bill. And uh, she was on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan in Cut 13. So much has been talked about um, with the, as you know, the number of 5,000 people a day, right? We've all heard um, misinformation and frankly, just kind of rumors saying, well, the administration doesn't have to shut down the border until you get to 5,000 crossers a day. Well, that's not true. First of all, our law ends catch and release. But when too many people approach the border, asking to come in seeking asylum we're now mandating that the government actually shut down the border if those numbers get to 5,000 a day mm-hmm. but we're permitting the government to actually shut down the border when it only gets to 4,000 approaches a day and the reason we're doing that is because we want to you know what be this able is to like shut I'm sorry but I I hate math and this reminds me of if two migrants leave at four o'clock and 2,000 migrants leave at 6 o'clock, and both migrants get to the border at 10 o'clock, how many migrants will be allowed into the border before the border shut down if a third train of, of migrants leaves at 1130? <laughs> I, I can't follow this. It's too confusing to understand this. And even if that the 5,000 a day, it's no small number. That still ends up being more than 1.8 million people over the course of a year. Yeah, good point. Again, I'm not a math guy, so I couldn't do that math in my head. But that's a lot of people, 5,000 a day coming over. That's not a small chunk of change. 
No, and as you noted earlier in the show, it's only effective for 270 days. The 271st day, that number can jump to, I don't know, 20,000, and there's nothing legally that the federal government or the, or the, the president can do to shut down the border. So 5,000 a day times 30 days, so it's an average of 150,000 people a month. That's allowed in, right? Yes. And then they're allowed to stay as they seek their asylum claim. So you're, so you're letting you're still letting in 150,000 people a month into the country, which is an insane number. Which is why they keep saying 5,000. They they don't want to say what because if you said if you came out and said that if you came out and said our bill lets in 130,000 people a month, people would turn around and go, wait, what? That's insane. But if you you keep just keep turning around and go 5,000. Five, that's all we let in, 5,000 a day. And you have to do the little asterisk, a day. And then people turn around and go, oh, 5,000, that's not that much. That, not that many. <laughs> that's nothing. That's nothing. 5,000, 5, that's, you know. And that's 5,000 that we know about. That's not even, the, that's, that's only the 5,000 that we know about, not the 5,000 that we don't. The don't doesn't count towards the 5,000, because how would you know if you don't know them? Am I wrong about that? No, you're correct. Because there's an old saying in life, I only know what I don't, I don't know what I don't know. I can't know what I don't know. It's be impossible. So the only, you're only talking about the 5,000 that you know of, and that's 5,000 a day with most days having 30 in them. I right, granted in February, we're going to have a little bit less, but there's leap year. Just saying. <laughs> I also have seen several senators, I forget if Cinema mentions it in this clip or not, say that 5,000 is just when it becomes mandatory, that the federal government has to act, they have to shut down the border. But technically, the Biden administration could shut it down for 4,999 if they decided they wanted to. But is there any indication that we've received from the Biden administration or from Mayorkas that they actually will shut down the border before that 5,000 number triggers a mandatory shutdown? And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it also you get to have people within that 5,000 number that you don't have to count for various different reasons? Uh, yeah, there was some... Um, the humanitarian thing. Yeah, and like families or so, I think kids. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I know there were some. I think it was, if I'm, it. maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was the humanitarian thing where they won't count people who really have a, a real humanitarian reason for coming. So all you got to do is just come up with a good excuse. Climate change is the greatest excuse ever because they never say no to that one. That's the ultimate humanitarian reason. So you just come to the border and go, uh, climate change. And they go, all right, you're in. Do we count him towards the 5,000? I don't think we do. I'm not sure about that. I got to check the memo back at the uh, at, at the station. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think so because it's it's a real human. And then you go climate change, and I got a kid. I got an uncle in Phoenix, and uh, oh, okay. Well, then we don't count you either. I, I, I'm traveling with children. I don't think they count. I think there's all kinds of exceptions to who gets even counted towards the five thousand a day. And again, let's just say for the record, five thousand is a lot per day. That's a lot of people every single freaking day. It's not a small number. It adds up, as they say. It all adds up. That's crazy. Uh, all right, 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And um, Shane Gillis is back on Saturday Night Live, but maybe it's not going to be a good idea to have him host. I will explain upon my return. But first, uh, if you have been thinking to yourself, all right, so my New Year's resolution in January was to lose weight. I didn't get there. You still have time. This sunshine is a great reminder. And don't forget the groundhog made his prediction. We're going to have an early spring, which means you can lose 
a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds by the time springtime comes in only 40 days. Just as you know, we're going to spring forward. We've got the hour, extra hour of sunshine. The sweaters will start going away. You will have the fat go away, too, because NJ Diet's all natural. Look, you don't want to be taking shots for the rest of your life, do you? No. There's all kinds of side effects with that. You don't want to take hormones. You don't want surgery, and you don't want to eat horrible prepackaged foods. That's why you need NJ Diet. NJ Diet is contractually guaranteed. It's all natural. It works with your body chemistry, your unique body chemistry, to ensure that you lose 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. That you get the doctor's personal email and phone number, and there's locations close by to serve you. So reach out to them today and get started. Before you know it, the weather's warm and you are looking and feeling your best guaranteed. Just go to njdiet.com or call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, and lose the weight for good. You can do this. njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. I tell you what would be a lovely day if you spent some time inside Berlin's cyberothel. Cyberothel. It is the world's first AI brothel using virtual reality sex dolls. Um, I feel as if the robots have officially won, and this is what Skynet's ultimate gotcha is going to be. That they get everybody sleeping with cyber cyber slut cyber horse is that what you call it? I, don't <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. cyber <laughs> I'm trying to understand this <laughs> you could even sext you know you could send what the what are known as um sext sext when you sext somebody you send them you know naughty messages you can even do that with one of the ai robots and then the thing is you can actually have relations with them Ugh. And these things are freaking creepy looking. I'm sorry, but they're creepy looking. Yeah, no. At that point, you gotta you gotta get outside, man. You gotta touch some grass. I I agree. Kind of even marijuana grass. I mean, something get your head out of the clouds. I, have here. you seen uh, the people wearing like the Apple Vision Pros in public? Not yet. Oh uh, man, the pictures are kind of wild. Like Just I, walking I was, around wearing these things. Yeah, they're walking around wearing them and like you know like touching things like in the air, and it looks wild. It really does. It looks dystopian almost. Uh, but honestly, I've seen like some instructional walkthroughs by people who got them. It, it, it is really cool. I'll say that much. Well, apparently, I mean, everything is becoming automated, even the sex industry. Yeah. Because they're saying now in Germany, registered sex workers are down 30% compared to pre-pandemic numbers. And everybody's going in the virtual direction. So, I mean, even... Escorts are losing out to artificial intelligence. It's really a problem. The photos from uh, the New York Post, it, it looks like something from Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm telling you, this looks creepy. And I think that Skynet figured, all right, you know, instead of trying to kill them, let's just get them to sleep with our robots. <laughs> and then we'll end their, they won't procreate anymore, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, apparently you're supposed to wear virtual reality headsets during this interaction as well. Sounds incredibly romantic. <laughs> Incredibly romantic with a freaking robot. And is this a physical place that you have to go to? Yeah. And bring your headset? I think they provide you with the headset and uh, they provide you with the, the doll. I don't want to take yeah, I'm not no. sharing the headset. The doll's one thing. I'm not sharing the headset with anybody else. Right? I'm bringing my own. <laughs> Just saying. 
you know those things aren't wiped down properly. No, they don't wipe them down properly. It's one thing to share a cyber sex robot, but another thing to share the AI <laughs> headset. All right, stop. Come on. Uh, all right, in the 5 o'clock hour, Shane Gillis gets brought back to Saturday Night Live, but is that actually a good thing? Joe Biden meets with a dead person, apparently. And the question, of course, is, is Joe Biden taking a page out of Justin Trudeau's playbook and blaming the grocery stores for how much you're paying? The answer to that, of course, is yes, even though I don't think people are going to buy it. We'll talk about all that in the big 5 o'clock hour, 30 minutes of nonstop talk. Straight ahead, don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.